0: Oh, no, you sound good, Van. You sound good. Episode two and nine, you sound better than did today on Shred and Reagan. Holy shit. Were you still in bed when you actually took that call? Because you were seven minutes late and you sounded like either you were sitting on the toilet or lying in bed.
1: Or um,
2: <laughs> morning, by the way, I can see really, I'll put the pods in, I have to go to the bathroom like everyone else when you get up and I was like, fuck, I'm going to yeah. lay back down and do could... this one. <laughs> think you could probably
1: put all of them above. But I'm uh, here now and uh excited uh I'm excited to have a little chitty chat. I don't know what you want where you want to go, where you want to steer the ship, Petey, because usually uh, you know, you don't like me uh doing any of that. But no, uh, I'll lead the way. What do you got? What's first and uh, foremost? Let's, listen, let's I mean... save
0: let's save Ryan Miller night for ten thirty, because I have a surprise for you guys. Okay. Ten thirty. Ryan Miller night talk. Van was it was awesome to see in the flesh. By the way,
2: oh, it was great, it was great seeing everyone. Ton of fun, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, do we'll that save that. I got a, I,
0: I got a little surprise for us, and I know you guys are gonna like it. I know you're gonna like it. it's not Ryan Miller. Let me just make that clear right now. But I know everybody that just heard me say that is gonna love it. You're not gonna not like it. It's impossible to not like. So someone's coming on. At ten thirty, I did. I I said I have a surprise for you at ten
1: thirty. Oh, come on, we'll, you need. Yeah. You, I, I we need more than that. That's all. You. <laughs> that's part. Of, that's what a surprise is. What is it? What is it? You want to talk about? Glad you're oh, about I want to talk Sabers. Come on, you guys watched the game last night. It's absolutely unreal. Like it was. It was. It was one. It was actually a game that I have watched at home, or actually, I wasn't at home at a buddy's place watching this. And I'm going to tell you, I thought this was a pace these these two teams were flying you have to respect the dallas stars and and the firepower that they have because they i mean craig anderson last night we talked about this on the pod the other day things that need to happen and you need consistency you need to play consistent throughout the second half of this year to give yourself an opportunity to make the playoffs. It's just about consistency is number one. Number two, you need the secondary scoring. Well, Petey, I'm I'm just going to tell you this right now. I have been extremely hard on Victor Olsen. This kid's played very, very well in the last Month and a half translation a exceptionally well. He's
2: played well. well.
0: I mean, he's so scoring because eh? you know. Let's not let. Let's not make okay, Van waste okay. his time. That's okay. so it, you you
2: go need ahead. secondary. going to be right around the corner if you keep going. <laughs> you need secondary scoring,
1: and you're and the team's getting it. And the last thing and the most important thing, if these guys have any chance at all, is goaltending. You need to have great goaltending, so and
2: this sounds like a recipe like. Uh, the National Hockey League. If you want to make the playoffs, is it is not? It, well, yeah. I mean, that—that's any team, right? I mean, I know, but the Sabers haven't tending? done
1: that in a decade. Okay, they don't. They've—they haven't had the talent. They haven't had the scoring. They haven't had the—the uh, goaltending. They have not been consistent. Therefore, you have not made the playoffs in eleven years. Right, right there, these guys I, I, are right there.
2: Yeah, I had a rare night off of hockey myself, so it was nice to just eat dinner, put the game on, and, you know, watched it, and just like Riv's already mentioned, I thought the pace of the game was was awesome. I I think Craig Anderson really saved him. This game could have been a 3-0 game 10 minutes in, I thought. I thought Craig Anderson, the first 10 minutes, was the only saver that really showed up, and that's what you need. Sometimes you need goaltending. To keep you in the game, right until some of these guys find their legs. You know how it goes. You go on the road. You fly in the night before. A little tired. Don't start Get on time. That's, that's where the goaltending stops up. And a quick team, fast team. But I thought the pace was was awesome. I mean, the skill on both sides. It was just a fun game that um, you know ended in overtime, and it could have went either way. But uh, nice play by Tage and good finish by Power.
0: I, I mean, have you? Did you look at the standings this morning when you when you woke up? The Sabers are the the first team out of the wild card spot, and mm-hmm. you know if the season ended today, and I I I can't go off of what I said back in September before the season started, and it might have even been when you were on with us, Thomas. But I I said if the Sabres are that first or second team out of a wild card spot and they missed the playoffs by three, four, or five points, I said that is an incredible, incredibly successful season for this team because they've been nowhere near that point. In the last 10, 11 years, now my expectations are, unfortunately, they've, they've gotten
1: even harder for them because now I think they should be getting in this year. Well, you see the growth and, and, and many of these players, like when you look at Owen power and you look at this young man, he's, he's 20 years old. It is absolutely ridiculous. He's 20 years old. He's playing, you know, 24, 25 minutes a night. He's put in all situations, penalty kill. He's on the power play. And you're throwing this kid out at the very end of the game, three on three against the best players in the world. And he goes out and he scores an absolute beauty. Okay. Beautiful setup by Tage Thompson, but an awesome finish by Owen Power. And you, and you see, you know, you, you see the makeup of this team, not only now, okay you look at the team now and in the direction of where they're going but you also are looking at what's this team going to be like in 2 years from now 3 years from now it it's going to be this this could be a very lethal combination with a lot of these young guys
2: they they made unbelievable growth and the the the, the pace they're playing at i think is playoff hockey but at the end of the day, I think it's they're they're still very young, just like Ribs mentioned earlier. The goaltending, you know, I mean, Anderson at forty-one. I mean, last night that's unbelievable. I mean, if 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 the goaltending is like it was last night, and and Lucan keeps playing, then for sure they have a chance. But I wouldn't put them in a category. I think they should for sure make it. I think if, just keep playing well and see what happens. I think. uh Riff just said, I think down the road you you add a few more pieces, like we've talked many times. I think now we have a legit legit team. Then then your expectations go a lot higher. For for me, I think I I don't I would love to see them in the playoffs, but I don't look at it as like they have to make it or they should make it because they don't they don't they're young. They don't have much playoff experience. With that said, would I be shocked if they sneak in and get that wild card? Not at all. They have St. Louis t-
0: today. Then they're Big at one. Winnipeg. And then, as you mentioned, they're, they're in Minnesota on Saturday. Then you have a break.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you and have all Carolina. three of those games that you just named, Petey St. Louis, Winnipeg, Winnipeg and Minnesota. Yeah, all three of those games are games that you need to make count. You're making them count on the Islanders that are behind you. You're making them count on the Florida Panthers that are behind you, and most importantly, you're making them count on a wild card uh, team in Washington Capitals. You have three games in hand on on Washington Capitals. You have your four points back You're five points back. You need to make those games count. You need to put yourself in a position. Where you can gain a little bit of uh, you know movement from the pack behind you, but also close on the wildcard spot. this this team legitimately has an opportunity to make the playoffs. They do. Will they? Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's literally a toss-up. I don't know. They, there's still a lot of traction in the season uh, that that still has to play itself out. These guys have put themselves in a position where but, they can make the
0: But look position. who everyone's chasing, though, right? Like I'm not even going to say that the top three teams in each division are set, but let's just say they were. Look at the two teams they're chasing, two teams that have been on top for a long, long time, for over a decade, well That's over a decade. De- These are the teams that were pounding the sabers when they were struggling
1: yeah and and there's there's been a, a role reversal there's no question when you look at the washington capitals and, and and the and the dynamic players that they had on their team all those years and backstrom and um you know just the entire team they they were they were dominating but those those players that are on the team now or or back then were they're they're getting old they they've they've got some miles on their body and they're just not the same player as what they were you know a couple of years five, even five years ago. So um, Pittsburgh's in the same position. They're still extremely high end and have the ability to beat anybody, but they've got a lot of miles on that Pittsburgh team. And I think this is the you know if you're gonna make a a a real solid push to the end. Those are two teams that I would love to go after because uh, this this Saber team, the super young youngest team in the league, they're they're healthy right now and they're playing great. We were talking yesterday how Tage only had has two goals in his last eight, maybe
0: now nine games. But mm-hmm. do you see those passes he makes.
2: Oh, I mean, it, it, again, it's it's when when you score at the rate he was scoring, it's very hard to sustain right we I think we all agree on that but I, I look at his game I think his game is still really good I mean he's creating chances he's you know I mean yesterday I thought he could have shot it a few times and he was overthinking it and was passing it but at the same time some of the passes he makes and they connect it's I mean he's still an impact player each and every night even though he's not you know scoring at the rate he was for a um, you know good 20 25 game stretch there
0: that backhand pass was it the one to Olafson I think he just he snapped one like in the middle of his crossover snaps it backhand over behind him so many guys that score the way he does don't necessarily make plays like he does like like Alex Ovechkin can make plays but he's not known hmm. for being a playmaker
2: well I think to me what you what you're saying is a player who is just highly highly confident i mean even that that overtime pass you're talking you can tell The second he picked it up, he knew what he was going to do with it. Get it on his backhand, get the defender his stick out, then slide it over and give uh, Power a left-handed shot, you know, a one-timer chance. So those are plays that he didn't just get to his backhand and then fumbled it. or He knew ahead exactly what he was going to do. So he's playing a step ahead right now, sometimes even two. And I would say Darlene's in the same category. I mean, those two guys... Have that ability when they're confident and going well to slow the game down and to think a step or two ahead where the puck should end up. And ideally the thing I noticed is, uh, and I don't know, maybe it's been a couple of games, and uh, Tage set up not on his one timer side on the power play. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know if that's been a change or it was just last it, it year. Has. Yeah, it has been a
1: change because okay. the, the last number of games, they've really taken away, like teams have very much taken away the Mm one-timer. So this is really interesting. They picked up on that, that you see Cage that's catching those passes almost in the Dylan cousins spot.
2: Right. right? I mean, I mean, yesterday I saw him, he's coming high out of the zone on that flank on the right side coming in. He actually had a really nice pass to cousins who kind of fanned on that one-timer, but yeah, it was interesting how, you know, I like it, you know, change it up. See, see if you can still get your best player to puck into your, in his hands. And See what he can do with it, but I think some of those he's got. To, if he's going to play that position, like Petey said, he's an unbelievable passer. But I would like to see him shoot some of those to open up the pass. Which again, it's a new position for him, and he's smart enough to figure it out. But going back to the Sabers and playoffs, when you guys were talking. Again, tonight's the Blues. Then Winnipeg. Then Wild. I mean, last night getting two points in Dallas—that's that's a bonus right there. I don't think too many. You know, not that we didn't see it. They, they Savers can skate with anyone, but the Blues are desperate. Winnipeg's playing good hockey. The Wild have lost a few in a row. They're going to come off a road trip. First game home, I believe it is. So they're going to be. I mean, I mean, you can lose all three and not be shocked by it because those are good teams. And then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh wins, you know, two out of the next three, and now you're looking at seven points. You're like, oh, they're out of it. So it's it's so hard to predict if we're gonna make the playoffs or not, just because it's yeah. it, it really goes day by day at this time of the year.
0: Well, and just how you worded it too, it's so much easier to say that they could lose all three games and safer that way than to say they could win all three games they they could win all three games they could they but could. it's it could. but i'm not yes. as confident saying that as i am saying that they could lose all three
2: games yes
0: absolutely and, I, and i'm not trying to be a dick when i say that i'm just no,
2: and that's, that's, again, I'm not trying to be negative or hate on them because I think that, they, I mean, they're one of the fastest teams and right. it's, but, it's fun. But, but at the Thomas, same time, you also
0: played on a team, Craig, I know you played on a team too, but I'm going to break, cause I played on this team with Thomas 607 Arib. I know we're not allowed to talk about that year <laughs> very often. And it's the only two, the only two years that existed in my life were 05, 06, 06, 07. <laughs> My point is, is that we were the team that mm-hmm. went in on any road trip and said, we should win every one right. of these games. And that's that's the difference right there is when you can look at the schedule and say there's nobody that worries us. There's not one team, maybe a couple teams here or there that will give you a push, but other than that, felt like you could beat every team.
2: Right. But I, I think and 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 I don't know if they're they're obviously not at that stage yet, but the way they're playing, they're obviously not afraid of anything because they go into Dallas, who is one of the best skating teams, and they skated right with them. Again, I think the first 10 minutes, like I said earlier, were key that Anderson kept them in. And once they found their legs, but, you know, St. Louis will be fun to watch a little bit slower team. Some guys that can skate, I'm sure they're going to clog up the middle a little bit more. And that's going to be interesting to watch. Same as the Islanders. I think, you know, I didn't watch much of the game just because, you you know, we, we saw guys I haven't seen in so many years. You catch up, but the little bit I saw, the Islanders can't skate with the Sabres. But they played the a structure, you know, kind of fr- frustrate them, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see after this week, after this road trip, how many points today come home with.
0: Craig, any more saber thoughts before I change gears
1: with Van before we get into Ryan Miller night? Yeah, just to finish up, you know, obviously Tage coming into St. Louis, it's it's uh, it's a big game, you know, because I think it's it's never going to be forgotten, right? Yeah, you, you know, the the Ryan O'Reilly situation, he gets traded. You know, he gets traded for like, what, five pieces. Tage Thompson was one of those pieces. Um, And I think there's always going to be a comparison to Tage and the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I mean, because at one point, at one point in time, it could have gone down as one of the worst trades in NHL history. And that's just the fact, because when you have a player like Ryan O'Reilly who gets traded, who ends up winning um, a Stanley Cup A con Smythe and a Selkie trophy in the same year, it's really difficult for that other the other pieces going on the other side to justify that. And for the first time in a very, very long time, you're starting to look at this trade and think it's not as bad as what it what it seemed to be, because you have a 25-year-old. Um, you know, six foot seven, two hundred and twenty pounds center that is producing points at yeah, the, in the yeah, elite. St. Louis
0: got instant gratification. Buffalo's that's getting right. delayed
1: gratification.
0: That's it's, it. I mean, and sometimes that's how trades work. When you make a move like that, or for a veteran guy who's ready to win, for a bunch of young guys, you know, it it is what it is. Same shit all, might all happen. The, same shit might happen when Vancouver trades uh, Bo Horvat. It's the same thing. They might not see the return in it for. Yeah. Five years, but it'll eventually be there. Go ahead, Banner.
2: How bad would the trade look if the Sabers actually would unload a Tage for a fifth round pick to somebody else?
1: Can yeah. you, Can you explain? <laughs> can you explain to me though? That's like a good point. Like Tage, Tage um, struggled to find his way in his <laughs> first what three, four years in the, in in the NHL. Got sent to the minors because he just needed seasoning. When's the last time you've seen a player like this, Vanner? If you can name me one that exploded in 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 a year with thirty eight goals and sixty eight points, and then the very next year, you're 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 almost nervous for the player because you're thinking that there's going to be a major letdown because he had a, a had a a career year, and now all of a sudden he's one of the top players in the National Hockey League. Like, can you explain me and and think of a player that's? made a jump like him
2: never never seen it before and I can't explain it to be honest and I that's I mean that was one of my things when in buff when I came back that one day I wish I would have had more time and you know talk to Matt Ellis about it and maybe even get to meet Donnie and then see just a little bit of background because obviously the kid has always had ability there's a reason the Sabres traded you know in a big piece like we said in the O'Reilly trade so everyone knew the kid has size and skill. The only thing I can think of, it's, confidence is the obvious one, but when you're six seven, 6'7", I mean, we side with Tyler Myers. I mean, he had success early as a big, big man because of his skating ability. But he was a skill. I mean, it, it took him years to actually fill that frame out. And that's the only thing I can think of, Tage. that, man, when you're that size, you can't fill in at 18, at 19, at 20. Yeah. It's, it's just impossible. I think it's even now I look at him and I, I'm sure he's a lot stronger, but I would like to know when he was, you know, 20 compared to 24, how big his legs are now compared to four years ago. And I think that that makes a huge difference when you're stronger as a kid like that to be powerful and confident.
1: Well, Petey and I saw him at, at a, at a golf course, um, a couple of years ago. And, uh, his shoulders are ungodly wide. Like he is a big, big man. Um, you know, and he needed that time. He needed like where you you're talking about 1819 Vanner to fill out. That's for that's for only certain players. Like for an example, I'll just give you an example for myself. Like I was six foot two. At 20 years old, I was six to one ninety. When I came out of the league. You know, fifteen years later, sixteen years later, I, I was six two, um, two fifteen. You're you're just you're going to put on, you know, strength, mass, and fill out, and it, and it's going to take Tage Thompson. Like, I mean, I don't think he'll ever be a thick guy. And then ten He's, years out of the game, you're two fifty. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's not bad. That's, that's, that's not, not bad. That's at not all. true, Petey. I would have guessed more than that. I had a whole <laughs>
1: bunch of guys the other night tell me how good I look. Petey? Oh, did they? Yeah,
0: they did. They're, listen, a lot of nice guys were there, man. Yeah. But
2: uh, hey, before we go off the the the, the Sabres on Petey surprise, did you guys see that report? And again, I don't know. It's Twitter, so who knows what's true or not. That um I mean obviously Timo Meyer agrees is gonna trade him. And the rumors that the Sabres are one of the teams interested. We need him. I, I'm like, I saw it. I'm like, man, I never even really thought of it, but I'm like, he would be a great fit. Yeah. So why do you thought, why do you say that? Well, I mean, obviously, I just think he brings size, skill. He plays a fast game, like like this core group does. I think you, you put him in this lineup, and he would be like, oh yeah, this guy fits in great.
1: Well, he's a much more advanced um player in his career right i mean timo meyer has had success playing in this league for for a few years last year he scored 35 goals and 76 points in 77 games i mean he scored here's here's his here's his totals in his career so 34 games he started with the san jose sharks he scored three goals six points the next year he had 21 goals and 36 points the next year 30 goals 66 points, 22 goals, 49 points, 12 goals, and 31 points in 54 games. Then last year, he had 35 goals, 76 points in 77 games. This year, he has 27 goals in fo- and 47 points in 48 games. This is on a team that's struggling to score goals. Let me ask you something. I have one question about Timo Meyer. One.
0: Why is he on the trade block? We all know Mike Greer. We all know his character. He wouldn't trade a guy who he didn't feel was part of
2: the plan. Yes, I think that's the main issue. I think he's an RFA with a ten million dollar qualifier. So that's a that's a big number. When I think we all look at the Sharks and be like, okay, they got some nice players, but overall, they got lots to do. And the only way to rebuild is to trade are better players and get younger and get some good pieces back.
0: Okay, and Buffalo so, has all of that.
2: Buffalo has all of that, right? And then, they'll
0: have the cap space to sign them. They'll have to make some shit work down the road, of course. But they have, but they have the assets. Right. Without and question, when, they have the assets.
2: You know, New Jersey is another team that's that's rumored out there. Which I mean, that would be a great fit as well. They already got a few Swiss guys there, but yeah. So what's just interesting what's the, the deal? Servers.
0: What do they want, man? What do you have to give up? What would the Sabres have to give up to to, to get Timo Meyer? I
2: don't know. Let's call Mike. Should we call
0: him? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's I think it's to me it's tricky, right? Because of the ten million dollar qualifier. Then and Greerzy has said, I guess, that if we agree on a package, you're able to talk to his agent to obviously get a long-term deal of so lesser number go. than 10 million. Let's hold on a second
1: because you keep talking about a $10 million qualifier, yeah. right? So the people that are listening, um, mm-hmm. Timo Meyer signed a four year deal for $24 million, 6 million, bucks a year mm-hmm. and how it's set up in the Timo Meyer contract, how it's set up is he makes 4 million in the first year, 4 million in the second year, 6 million in the third year. And in the last year of the deal, which is this year, is a $10 million salary, okay? And that is what you have to qualify Timo Meyer at next year. So you got to pay him $10
2: million to hold his rights. Anyone who's going to trade for him probably sees that number. And maybe it's, but I know when we played, the qualifier, I think, had a 10% increase in it as well, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. So... Again, over I, my whole point was I was like, well, if this is true, I thought it's it's great that the Sabers at least they're making these calls, which I'm sure Kevin is making a bunch of them. You just don't hear about it, but this one, true or not, I thought it was a. Uh, so it it would be they want beast. like a, they'd want Savoy or Koolich and a first.
0: They're gonna want a few pieces for this guy.
2: Well, and in return, obviously, you gotta get salary out too, like we've talked about. So it's probably a roster player. A prospect and probably a first round pick but you're getting a uh you know what you're gonna get out of a team of Meyer a solid player who's what 26 27
0: yeah is he gonna be an eight million dollar player
2: that's that's probably the range where you know most teams I would think would see him at but you know could I see him getting another team where he gets eight and a half or nine a year scored 35. Last exactly. year, this year he has 27 in 49
1: games. He's going to score 40, easily 40 yeah. plus, 45 goals. I mean, you're 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 putting this player in a category that it, I he's he's definitely de- look at this contracts of these young players that have been signing for eight million dollars, eight million dollars plus. I mean, they're a Crazy. point-a-game player. Yep. When you look at Timo Meyer, who has a track record of scoring goals and producing points, it's not like it's a one-hit wonder. He has to be in the nine-plus. He's six one two twenty. 220. Look at this guy's jawline.
2: Yeah, he's I'll a take him, man. Take him I'll all take
0: day. I <laughs> mean, all right, I need you guys to hang tight for a second, all right? All right. I'm going to go get you your
2: surprise. Oh, boy, I don't, I'm not sure ribs where he's going with this. Oh, I had a feeling. Ted
0: Lasso.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? The,
0: the, sens- the sensational stash joins us.
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. I figure you got to have a turtleneck on at least when you come on.
1: <laughs> Derek Roy not joining the show. When's everybody? the last time you've seen a guy wear a turtleneck? It like, I mean, Rozy turtlenecks went out like literally 20 years ago. No, and see, that's see, where you're is,
2: wrong. Rozy is always on top of his game because I coached a high school team, you know, a bunch of 16, 17, 18 year old, and they wear suits to the home games. And the first home game, I show up and I'm like, what the hell is this turtleneck? And the next kid, turtleneck with a suit. And, you know, Blake, my son comes home, he goes, Hey, dad, we got to go to the store. I need a turtleneck. Oh right. All right, it's man. back,
3: it's back in fashion, fellas. It's back in fashion.
0: Yeah. Ron Burgundy brought it back, baby,
1: back in 2005. <laughs> Here's the thing, Roisy. You act like you're 16, but you're not 16. <laughs>
2: yeah. You're I an know, old man I now. Know. Besides well, the, that's mustache, the muzzy. This, that's what the
1: mustache is. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah.
2: Roisey, oh, you were you it's were it's buzzing massive.
0: all over the uh, you were the talk of the town, man. No one even knew it was Ryan Miller night. Everybody thought it was Derek Roy night
3: that was so funny i walked in the room and they were like oh you're gonna do like a quick interview so i walk in this 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 room and then tally's coming out of it and he's like good luck beat that i'm like what are you talking about turn the corner there's like 20 reporters right there with cameras and everything i'm like what i just got ambushed no idea what was going on so yeah that was um that was pretty interesting
0: how was it getting back up in front of the podium again
3: Oh, it was, it, it was, it was actually, uh, I haven't done that in forever. So, um, usually like when I played in Europe and whatever, you just had a couple of beat reporters, uh, maybe one, one per team. So getting in front of a bunch of people is a little intimidating at first, but you know, the thrill neck and the muzzy got me through it.
1: <laughs> how did it feel? Uh, how did it feel getting back in front of the, uh, in front of the, the cameras and, you know, all the, all the reporters, what did it feel like?
3: Uh, you know, it was like riding a bike. It was like old time, you know, it was, uh, you know, your first question, you're kind of like a little bit, uh, intimidated, nervous, but then you fall right back into it and then you're, you're ready to go and you start throwing out cliches left and right. <laughs> 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 you, should, you seem like you're just right back in it. You're like, well, I'm throwing out all these cliches I used to throw out back in the day.
0: That's great. I worked hard to get here. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was gut gut check time. A lot of guys showed up and uh you know it was, it was a lot of fun. Van, was it good to get back and see everybody? When was the last time you and Roisey saw each other?
2: Uh God, it's been well, even after he got traded, we would see each other obviously when he played in Dallas and then Vancouver. And well, I took a similar path than him. We pretty much played everywhere after Buffalo, but <laughs> yeah. once he uh, once he went over to Europe, it's um you know, so probably close to ten years eight years yeah, for sure yeah for sure
3: a lot of guys I haven't seen since since I got traded right like it's coming I came down <laughs> the elevator and everyone was there and I was like wow where do I start like where <laughs> <laughs> like you know you just start talking about you know reminisce old times. It's like, it's like it's like you haven't it's been 10 or 15 years you haven't seen the guy but it, it feels like it's been 15 minutes you know what I mean you just fall right back in a conversation and you know, ex-teammates always—it's it's always easy to, to just to ripping start up on the guys
1: immediately. Oh yeah, it's like I—it's like you're not even in the room five minutes, and the first <laughs> thing you're saying is putting a guy down. Oh, you—you know, you're fat, or look at this, or look at your. Well, cheek. I mean,
3: the turtleneck and muzzy didn't help. That was right. Yeah, you were. So like I had like a target I ran on my back.
0: Your whole career, okay, your whole career like you were a guy that fucking dished it and took it like you took it a ton and like from the pink shirt that jp dumont hung up and we talk about that all the time but when that elevator door opens are you and you see faces are you kind of like oh fuck what am i in for here
3: no i had this big smile on my face i was ready for it i knew i was getting i knew i was gonna get something i was ready for it (laughs) It's always fun to give it, you know, you, if you're going to give it out, you got to be ready to take it, right? That's kind of the whole thing. And, uh, except know, for Van. Van's like
0: the Godfather, man, you just don't say a fucking <laughs> word. And it was like, good morning, yeah. sir.
2: Oh God. No. I mean, fuck you guys all look good. You guys all had the suits on and stuff. And,
1: you know, it was interesting when I got home after that night, you know, um, my wife was, was up, um, and she she was you know right away she she said how to go how to go how you know how is everybody and I and I said to her I literally looked at her I said that's the closest I've been in the last twelve years to feeling like I was part of a team again, and yeah. we didn't play a game that night okay we're all all there for 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 Ryan Miller and uh, but that's the closest I felt. To being back playing in the NHL, and I didn't touch the ice. It was just being with the guys, you know, story after story, and just seeing the smiles and the jokes and everything that was happening. It was an unbelievable night on so many levels. Right. So
0: it was great to see Mosey that relaxed too. I mean, if you think about it, we know him as a very intense, you know, anytime there's a game going on or, you know, his events or whatever, he was, he was always dialed in and he was very dialed in, but it was, he was also very relaxed.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I, I talked to him actually before his, you know, the speech and everything went down just to see how he's feeling and blah, blah. And, he said actually i'm i'm completely okay and he goes it really helped because he went into the u.s hockey hall of fame what a month ago i think right and he was like that was really emotional for him because he would bring up his siblings more his mom and dad more and kind of hold the background he's like this one you know so i got that out of the way a month ago and this one is just a little bit more relaxed so which made sense yeah
3: what a great speech too you did a great job uh a lot of people are coming up to me after saying how good of a
1: job Millsy did on his speech. So. Do you expect anything else than that? No. Like, that's just, no. that's his element. Like he's he so seemed, good at it. He seemed,
3: yeah, he seemed a little nervous when we were standing in line about to go on the ice, all the players. And he was, a little, you know, shaking the hands and getting, you know, getting himself pumped up. And I was like, you got this, buddy. You got this, right? So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, me putting me in that situation. I'd be, I'd be freaking out. That's tough.
0: Hey, were you guys uh, were you guys all happy with your ovations from the fans?
2: Oh yeah. That was you, awesome. guys, you got a good one, Vander, you got a good one. I mean, I figured I can't be any worse than Rivs because he was before me, so I'm like, I'm good. I mean, no one even knew no one even knew Rivs was in the building. Listen, so man, I can't don't be even worse than that. I'm good.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this there's a lot of guys there, a lot of superstars, guys just <laughs> ripping it up in their careers, and then there's P. <laughs> I am, I am sitting there behind Petey, and the first couple guys that went, you know, they had good, good ovations. There's no, I, I don't even know who is, who is ahead of you, Petey, but there's a couple guys that were ahead of you, and then all of a sudden they na- they called your name, and did you hear the crowd? Did you guys back behind me hear the crowd?
2: Yeah, I think yeah, it's it was a combination. Awesome. I think it's a I, combination I to- of. Of Petey being, you know, the 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 tough guy he was and representing the Sabres. And also, I think, just being a producer of a hell of a show. And then his sidekick came right after and people <laughs> didn't care anymore. It was like. <laughs> That's high time from the back row.
1: <laughs> it, it was so loud. I mean, it elevated your your ovation elevated. It was absolutely insane. I had the biggest so, smile on my face. I was like, it Good probably on you. got
3: the biggest cheer. He probably no,
1: no, no, Rosie, Rosie, I didn't, but this, there's a
0: reason why I fucking brought this up because, so listen, <laughs> so listen to, was so so listen to this. this was so <laughs> so I, I wasn't pissed at all.
1: I wasn't pissed at all. That's bullshit. bullshit. But listen to this. Oh, so Petey God. gets out there. He gets his, he gets his ovation. Fans go absolutely <laughs> crazy. Right. Then all of a sudden oh, I'm, standing there, I'm standing there. I'm standing there. I'm standing there waiting for my, them to call my name. And the girl looks at me. She's like, go. She's like, go. They called you. Meanwhile, I, I couldn't hear my name because it was so loud still. And I just like walk out there, and then all of a sudden it goes, it's like
2: quiet as I'm walking out there. I'm like, hey. man, that was
1: impressive, PD. They oh, love you. Anyway,
2: it was a great day. The only thing I wish the Sabres would have done better is uh put us into a morning skate. We should have had a morning skate that day. <laughs> yeah, that would have been unreal. That would have been Pre- fun. Pre game meal and a nap. Pre game meal. Yeah. Just,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. So oh, they did a, but, I
3: thought they did a great job, though. No, the, it was the unbelievable. Crowd, the crowd was packed. Was the crowd was it was busy. They were buzzing. The team won mm-hmm. overtime. Like what a great, what a great night. Do you see any similarities
0: to the way this team is is starting to trend upward to kind of how we did in 05-06? Sorry, Riv exclude you from the conversation again but oh five oh six how we we started off we had we knew we had a good team but then we just kind of took off like in january february and everything kind of changed for us
2: uh i would say the only big similarity i think i see is all the young guys you know i think when i first came in Royce was already with the team but i joined them in rochester and i think that core group in Rochester. i mean we i mean that that year in rochester even though I had a ton of fun with those Sabres teams, like you just mentioned, but that team at Raj was my first pro pro team. And it was so much fun. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect in pro hockey and it was like college, but guys were making money. So that that's, it was, and then, you know, then most of us or a lot of us moved on together. And I think that this group is similar to that, that they have so many young kids that are coming up together, but they don't have the, the Tepanumans, the the Talenders, the Greers, the Drury's, the older guys. I, I I don't see that on the current team. But as far as the young talent, I think it's similar to what we had twenty years ago. Yeah, they have a good they have a good crew of uh, of young players, obviously. And it looks
3: like they're having such a blast together. It looks like they're, they're a really tight knit group, and they're having fun. And I think um, the biggest thing that we did in Rochester and in Buffalo was we the young guys pushed each other. Um, in practice and then i think that's what made us better um you know i was talking about shooting on milsey like you're trying to score a goal on milsey every day in practice and he's battling on every single shot makes you a better player to try to score goals right but i thought that was one of the big things is like we had tons of fun but remember how long we'd stay on the ice after practice van and and work on stuff and fool around and plug play one-on-one hockey and body check guys in the boards and yeah. whatever. Like, we, we, yeah, we had, a, we had oh, such the time a time blast, we threw a fucking
0: hit,
2: Royce. I think uh, it's on your, on your own teammates when you knew they wouldn't fire back. Well, I think it started <laughs> out in <laughs> Rochester because of of Cunny and Hoods. I mean, I remember, like, our first week in Rochester, I'm like, oh, and I was used to practicing a long time in college. You practice a lot more. But I mean, we would practice forever and then finally it'd be over and then Connie would have all these games for all the young guys like Royce and I or I tried to get in the off and Pisey and he's like, where are you guys going? Come back here. We got to flip all the pucks into the bucket. And then we finally got it done and he would dump it out again and he'd be like, let's do it faster. Or he would do a tip drill and he would just be honey made getting off the enough. ice fun, man. Oh, yeah.
0: he did he did he yeah. made everything a competition and, and you know what man you bring that up remember the end-to-end shot game but you can only knock it out of the air with your stick <laughs>
2: right i mean cunny was just a a kid. He was a big kid. And I mean, he, he, I think that's where it started. I mean, that, that he wouldn't want to get off the ice. I mean, we're like, are we almost done here, coach? And he's like, a couple yeah. more, a couple more.
3: Yeah. If you're, if you're a rookie, you're not getting off before the coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He would, uh, remember that. I remember we we're doing a hoods was drawing up a drill on the board and, and Coney lined up, I don't know, eight to 10 pucks and he just started taking slap shots <laughs> yeah. and off the bar, off the glass. <laughs> And then all the guys were sitting there, like, and then who just looks over, Bonnie, why'd you start the (laughs) fire? Bikes just yelling at him. Then Cunny starts yelling back at Hoods, and all the guys are laughing. I think, I think we had such a blast down there. Fuck
2: you, Hoods! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Having those two guys as your first pro coach. I mean, those two coaches, that was it. I don't even think we had a video guy. I don't think we, Cunny did any of that. So it was, they were saving video for, uh,
1: they were saving video for you two uh, in, in Buffalo.
2: I know. <laughs> They're
0: like, don't worry. Don't worry. You guys are going to get your share. <laughs> you and Rosie. Oh,
3: man. Gurb's talking, talk, told me about a story. He's like, remember the video session where Lindy saw you were back checking and you were kind of tired and you were like, Kind of standing straight up, and one day one leg was swaying back and forth. And like, Lindy didn't say a word, and he he just played it, rewind it, played it, rewind it, and he probably did it ten times in a row. And I'm sitting there just sweating because I know it's coming, and I'm waiting for it. And he's like, "What the? are you thinking there?" I just, I'm just like, "Man, I don't know. I was tired. Like, and it was just one of those where like me and Van just got abused in the video room from sometimes, but you know, it comes with the territory."
0: Were you ever embarrassed, Rosie, when when uh when that would happen, or were you just kind of like, Yeah, just another day of the dog on the tube?
3: That one was that one was dragged on so long. It was probably like rewind play, rewind play about 10 times. So it probably took a, a good minute, minute and a half. And nobody said a word. And I was just like, I'm like, let's just get this over with, man. <laughs> just keep, get start yelling. Like, I need I want I want him to start yelling so I can get over with, so I can't. I don't want to watch myself back checking
2: anymore. Straight that. leg back check. Roise is like, Yeah, so, so I'm going to buy a new suit later and tomorrow I'll have two <laughs> points or maybe three. Yeah, or no or he's deal. thinking,
0: Yeah, Lindy, but if that puck pops out behind that defenseman, I'm gone.
2: <laughs> exactly. But you,
3: I mean, as a, you know, as a, a point guy or a guy that like creates offense, you, you, you got to like, it's water off Duck's back, right? You take it, you take the criticism, then you go to the next g- game, you work hard, but you, you still got to, maintain your confidence and maintain what you're doing and trust you're only gonna be off the training like yeah.
1: once or twice, otherwise he eventually shit will all have to be not fucked. every not everybody could have done that. I'll tell you that. I mean you two both were in the highlight film almost every single night and it was never on good things. It was always on the negative. That was the problem with the whole thing. You guys Yeah, there was were... never
3: yeah, there was never <laughs> a goal like that we scored where he's like, Oh, that was a great play, uh Tom's nice pass to Derek and Derek great finish or whatever it was it was just, it was always maybe, negative. But
2: I think part of the problem with Royce and I was that Max was in our line, too. We should pop him on here. And, I mean. Yeah, I but you led, the league,
3: you led the league in plus minus that year. So, I right? think like, you can't really get mad at us that much.
2: Yeah. Should have won the, the Selkie. I got minus. Rob. Rob Brendamore <laughs> won the Selkie over me.
3: <laughs> should have took a couple of face-offs and then you would
2: have <laughs> won <want> it. <laughs> Royce, you know what?
0: Timmy, uh, Timmy brought up the other night. He said it was hilarious. He's like, the Don gets up there in front of the media, and they're like, "So how good was Ryan Miller?" And this is your response. I mean, Ryan Miller was so good. I mean, uh, it took me, you know, five practices to score out of me. <laughs> We're talking about wanted, me here.
2: Yeah, let the other guys <laughs> figure it out. Ever. <laughs> it was like he it. put
0: that. He put that on repeat. He's like, "Did you guys hear the Don?" He was like. Took me five practices to score on. Er, took me five practices. Can you believe that? Can you believe that it er, took me five practices?
3: <laughs> oh man, Millsy was so hard to score on in practice. Like, again, he would battle all, all the way to the end.
0: I love how pissed he would get. I used to love how pissed he would get in practice. Was... Who got
3: more pit? Who got? It, it's good to see T Bone again, Tom Askey. But who got more mad, Tom Askey? If you shot it like. Anywhere halfway above the net towards his face or Millsy
2: getting scored on Tom Askey, hundred percent T-bone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Millsy would only get mad if like ribs would score on him or PD. Like I didn't celebrate Royzy and I would snipe on him and he would just shake his head. I I couldn't,
1: I couldn't score on him. So I was just throwing pucks in his net as he was trying to save a puck. And he was he would be so furious. He didn't want any pucks in his net at all. You score on him, he'd turn around, he'd get it, he'd flip it out. You know, that's just the competitor in him. Like I mean, it was almost like you know, it was almost like to the extreme. Like you're in practice, you know, we had yeah, remember- a thousand practices uh, a year. I mean, and every practice seemed like the same for him. Like it was his, la- it felt like it was his last one.
3: Jesus. I remember he never, liked, ha- he never liked having pucks in the net, right? So if yeah. you scored on him, he had to fish the puck out before he t- can take another shot. I remember that.
0: You guys brought up Maxie Finneganoff, and I'm just sitting here thinking about Maxie. And Ro- oh. Ro- did you and Maxie fight once, Royzy?
3: Me and Maxie?
0: No. Yeah, did you guys ever fight off the ice? I got clarification about the Tim Connolly-Derek Roy fight the other day.
3: Yeah, we were in the elevator, we we're talking about it actually on the way up. He's I like, broke the, he's I broke like the "Did ice you guys actually Yeah, did you guys actually fight each other?" I'm like, "Are you serious, man?" "No, we did not fight <laughs> each other." <Did> you <laughs> fight are, stu- the- "Are you
0: stupid?" Catwalk for charity scrap or something. But yeah. I guess it was Timmy did the worm and hammered his face off the off the floor.
3: I think it was such a stupid story that people are like, no, we don't believe it. But yeah, he was doing the worm and he smashed yeah. his head on the floor and, and, and got a black eye yeah. on his eye right underneath his eye. So you <laughs> brought up Max <laughs> off,
0: and all I can't keep thinking about is that night. Remember when Lindy pulled said we couldn't play cards on the plane anymore? And I think we were in Boston and we were flying home. So what's the first thing you do? You pull out the fucking cards and you start dealing you start dealing them up, right? You got a guy like kind of kind of spying on Lindy, make sure he's not paying attention. And Maxi, I think Maxi took you for a massive hand <laughs> that you should have won. And we're trying to be like stealth mode about the card game. And you, and Roise, remember when you would lose a good hand, you would kind of like joking punch like the side of the, the plane. Well, all of a sudden, you got so pissed you forgot that Lindy pulled the card game. You're like,
2: fuck! <laughs> we can we're literally, the- we can do 10 episodes Two hours each episode, and just talk about Max FN again off stories, and I still uh, it would you would never run out. Like, like I should we should write a book about it. It was amazing.
3: I played against Max in uh, Russia. My, when I played in Russia,
2: he Max in 19- is still playing, right? Yeah. Isn't he?
3: I don't know if he's still playing. I think or he might have retired just last year. Just maybe. Retired, yeah. I, or, or... But man, he was still buzzing around the ice and stuff. Man, like he's. What an athlete that guy
2: was. He right. was. What a what um what a skater. Remember man, when he knocked he just...
3: himself out in the first round against the, the Islanders? Islanders.
2: playing soccer. In soccer he slipped
3: and fell, knocked himself right out. We were just yeah,
2: like he, he tripped on a cord. Remember he was going backwards. Yeah. And there was like a yeah. TV cord taped down and his heel, he tripped over it and knocked himself out.
3: Was and he then he they just
2: made him. Yeah, he was out cold. His eyes he were was in the back out.
3: of his head and then we were like holding him like holding him up like Jesus man, like what do we do? So like go <laughs> get the I trainers.
1: Soccer shouldn't be played in 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 the NHL. I think it's uh, I think it's too dangerous on on a few different levels. Number 1, you can like sprain an ankle, you know, smash your head on the, the cement where you know, you know you slip or something. And then there's the other the other thing is where You know, you're, you're playing, it's called what uh, Two touch and guys Mm. like Vanner and all these European guys look like they're minor, they're like minor pro soccer players and they're, and they're like missling balls at you. And like, no, the amazing thing is you guys
0: were fucking holding him up, giving him CPR and he played that night.
3: Yeah, they made him ride the bike for like 10 minutes. Like, oh, yeah. you're ready to go? He's like, yeah, I'm good. good. I'm like, what yeah, I'm is good. going on right <laughs> now? This guy was like 10 minutes ago, was KO'd.
2: Yeah, it was scary. I thought he was dead. That guy, I wish he. I had his balls sometimes. He didn't give a fuck. He just <laughs> said what he wanted to say. Yeah. Remember Remember when he finally, that last year, he did, Lindy didn't dress him. And then all of a sudden- He was you know, getting
1: healthy scratched all he the time. He was getting
2: healthy scratched. And I don't think Twitter was around. And if it was, it wasn't really big. When we would come to the game at night, and his gear was gone. And we're like, Willie, they finally trade Maxi. Good for him. Like He should get, go somewhere else and play. And Willie goes, no, I don't think so. Like, Where the hell is he? <laughs> the next morning, he walks in with his bag. We're like, Max, where'd you go? He goes, oh, I played men's league. <laughs> Remember? He played men's league the yeah. this night we played at home. I'm like, this guy is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Are you I, serious? I, I saw him, yeah. I saw him grab his bag and leave. And I'm like, Maxie, where are you going? He's like, skate and shoot at the uh, North Town.
2: Yeah. yeah. He played at, men's at, league at for Pepsi, like
1: at Pepsi Center. I'm a couple like, what? months. <laughs> he was yeah, I'm just going to go shoot the puck around. It, it, it was unbelievable what this guy just being around him. He, his give a shit meter, you know, with the situation, like a lot of guys, it would have tore them apart. Right. And Maxie just it was like whatever
3: he wanted to win though i'll give him that he, yes. oh, he yeah. really he really oh. wanted to win and he wanted to play and he wanted to play a role
2: where he can contribute for the team for sure oh i love He's max passionate. and i like i said i love this freaking balls i wish i would have had that and told lindy to fuck off once or twice but i just yeah, didn't have that good in luck. me but but max was awesome max was great great player funny guy would love to you guys gotta get him on. People would love I, that well episode. I
0: tried, eh? We were we were in contact and he said he's like he's like my English no good.
2: That's <laughs> fine.
0: English no good. That's what his response was like hey Maxi, it's PD, blah blah blah. Then then the Russia Ukraine war started and then he kind of went quiet on me. So I don't think he wanted to come on in that time. Yeah. So yeah. but yeah, that was that was it. Roy Z, how close are yeah. you to move him back to Bufsky?
3: We, we my wife's from there, so we really enjoy going back. So we go back quite, quite a bit to visit her family. And my brother lives there, Scotty. So, um, he has two kids and his wife. So we, uh, we go back to them as well. So, um, it's nice to, uh, to go back to Buffalo and see familiar faces, but it's also just it brings you that was back not the question. Like, he just, he just a, turned into interview Roisy. I
2: know. You just, hey, what do you mean? You're not hey, talking to, I don't Paul have a fucking press pass on <laughs> yeah. right now, Roisy. It's Like oh, Mike Harrington, Bogle, Jesus, guys, who are talking to? Well, that's good time.
0: You know, love, love Buffalo, and I guess you know what Roy so Pretty ha-
2: much what he's saying is like loves coming back, but he ain't buying a house. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Well, you know what? If the savers offered me a job, well, maybe we'll see. But uh, hey,
0: man, it's great. You always have a spot on this podcast.
2: <laughs> there we go. Hey. Not on Tuesdays. The fuck is that?
0: No, 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 Van. We, Van <laughs> trust me. We, we, uh, we have no intention of taking any more of your time away, Van. This was just a little uh, surprise drop in. No. So next time Roise come on, it'll be either a Monday or a Friday. Good to been see you, absol- boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute it's been pleasure.
3: Awesome, guys. Thanks for having us.
0: That's a wrap on another episode of After The Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After The Whistle. And at CraigRivet52, at TheInstigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.